The CZ Media Podcast is brought to you by Rancho Bravo Tacos. They have four convenient locations, U District, Capitol Hill, Wallingford, and Federal Way. Stop by for tacos, burritos, tamales, and enchiladas. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the CZ Media Podcast. We've got Dan. Hello. How are you doing, Dan? Well, I'm doing good. You know why. Because you're old? Prickly pear, cactus, margarita. You know, so we came, I came to the studio and Dan shoved a red potato looking thing in my face. <laughs> Is that an Irish reference, you racist? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. But it, it it transported me back to my childhood because my parents used to make me go. Well, they didn't make me. They would. Would you go buy Paul picking? Well, no, we didn't pick it. They would go buy them at the store. We weren't savages. That's right. We weren't <laughs> those kind. Oh, God. But I would just go and grab them, and those prickly pears have little prickly thorns. So that's a bad idea to grab before you yes. deep prick. Yes. You know, if you could deep prick your life as easy as you can deep prick those pears, Yes. Life would be so much easier. You know, the problem is, just like in life, those cactuses, one time I was jogging in Hawaii and I saw one and... As you do every other weekend. <laughs> I wish I did. <laughs> but I was out there jogging and I was like, oh man, these little cactuses, I'm going to I'm gonna pick these little cactus guys from this, uh, you know, I don't know, beaver tail cactus or whatever they call it. And so I grabbed the... I grabbed a bunch of them off of it and I was carrying them in my hands while you're jogging. Yes. <laughs> and then I got back to the condo we were staying at and I was like, man, my hands are full of these tiny little thorns and they were for basically the rest of the vacation. Well, yeah. Well, it's a good thing you didn't put them in your pocket. You would have had thorns all over your balls. Uh, but yeah, that is a good <laughs> thing that I didn't do that, I guess. Well, the that might have had greater repercussions for whatever your balls bounce off of. What? Can we move on? <laughs> we talked about this. Those are very tasty prickly pear margaritas Dan made. Guys, it was so easy to do. I literally just bought them at the store, cut the ends off. So you didn't pick them either? No, I did not. Not these ones. I okay. have picked them before, and I regretted that. So now I get them dethorned, like you mentioned. Right. Oh, and that being said, too, as you mentioned in 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 life and in cactuses, those little pricks can really stick around for longer. Than That's you right. To, that's for sure. I say no to pricks. Um. So anyway, you you just cut the ends off. You throw them in a blender, and for the recipe that I used, Carlos can affirm this. I did a quote-unquote man recipe, as he called it, which was six cactus things, four limes, one lemon, quarter cup of sugar, ice cubes. Blended it all up. In the Vitamix. In the Vitamix. Shout out to Vitamix. Not because they sponsored us, but because it's a... Did you buy that at the fair? No, I got it at a certain retailer of high-end kitchen gear. Ooh. And uh, based in the U Village, if, if that's not enough. Anyway, um, and I, I got these cactus margaritas, made them ounce and a half of tequila over ice, poured in this prickly pear cactus mixture after straining it, of course. And it was delicious, if I do say so myself. We thought we would start this episode with Dan's drink recipe segment <laughs> dance prickly I pear margarita one every week for the drink that I've, we drink before we do this i podcast. think that is a great idea i'm <laughs> having a sommelier on in a few weeks two of these drinks got me right where i needed to be i'll tell you that much i'm a little bit bigger than dan so i we unfortunately were out of the prickly pear but i'm still enjoying a regular old margarita yes. with lemonade. Yeah, then we had to make scratch margaritas, if you will, which was meaning tequila and lemonade. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Which, Dan, I shouldn't even be drinking. I should still be de... What do you call it? Detoxing. Detoxing. From Vegas. From Vegas. 
because I got back a couple days ago. It's so good. <laughs> you might hear that periodically throughout the show because uh, we're we're still enjoying that. The reason it sounds a little weird is because I have a no open container policy in my studio. Right. I've kicked people out of here that have open containers. Carlos has, and I do appreciate it. I have. Respect the space. That's right. Anyway. Well, anyway, Carlos, I was in Vegas. what did you go to Vegas for? So. What happened in Vegas last weekend? You know. No, I don't. What I happened? am a big fan of the sweet science. The sweet, sweet science of hitting your fellow man. <laughs> as hard as you can in the And face. as many times as you can. I love boxing. So I don't know where to start because you could start. I could start a couple different ways. The first one is the nice, tender friendship uh, in connection that you have with other people. And that is I moved to Seattle I think I'm going on 17 years. I've been here in Seattle. And one of my my best friend in Chicago, I came here from Chicago. My best friend in Chicago, we don't meet we don't see each other that often in the last 17 years. I mean, we chat every now and then, but something that we've something that we started 6 years ago. And now this is our third outing is we meet in Vegas to go see huge fights. Which I think it's really cool. That we do. The first one we did was the Manny Pacquiao Juan Manuel Marquez number four. We went well, to Gay Vegas you, to go see it. that. Who did you say after Manny Pacquiao? Juan Manuel Marquez. Oh, okay, thank you. And it was awesome. It was uh, the Mexican knocked the Filipino out in the sixth round Dang. at the MGM. And was, as we know, Manny's fought a lot of fights. He but has. Comparatively, he has not been knocked out for that many of them. He's been knocked out a couple times. Yeah. He has but been this knocked one out is, before, but it's a rare pretty dramatic. to see it live, right? Yeah. So before that fight, I was chatting with my buddy. His name is Raymond. And we were like, we need to meet up. I'm like, dude, I'm not going to go to Chicago unless I absolutely have to. <laughs> and for whatever reason. Being, being that you're from there, that's an well, odd yeah. statement. But okay. I love my parents. I really do. But he hasn't come to visit me either, this jerk. He hasn't he hasn't come to Seattle. So it was around when they announced the fight. So I'm like, why don't we just meet up there? And he's like, Yeah. So that we we made it happen, which was really cool. It was, it was my first huge of boxing event that I've ever been to. And there were fifteen thousand people all went nuts when Manny was knocked out. It took us a good forty five minutes to walk back to our hotel. Because people would just get in these mobs in front of us and start singing Mexican songs and calling Filipinos the worst names. And we were sort of surrounded by Why Filipinos. Why that, though? Well, it's because boxing is very nationalistic. It kind of is, isn't it? it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You always want the dude who, if you're white, you want the white dude to win. If you're black, you want the black dude to win. If you're Mexican, you want the Mexican to win. It's and just not, the way it and is. And not necessarily the better boxer. <laughs> no. <laughs> just, you just want your guy to win. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. Although this one is this. Uh, okay. Well, we'll get to there. So this was a few years ago. And then the second big fight that we went to was Canelo Alvarez versus Amir Khan. We met in Vegas again. And that was an amazing show, too. That was the first event we went to at the new T-Mobile Arena in Vegas. It was really nice. Is it a nice arena? It is. Seats are comfortable. Good job, T-Mobile. It's uh, And actually, for that fight, our tickets were upgraded. Because I don't think they sold out. And when we went to go, when we when the fight was happening, we went we were entering the arena... They told us that we had to go pick up our new tickets at the office. So they handed us new tickets and we got a major upgrade, but I'm pretty sure it's because it didn't sell out. So we got to see Canelo, which is, of course, one of Mexico's most famous fighters, probably the best fighter right now. And we got to see it from amazing seats. And he knocked Amir Khan out in the sixth round. 
Do you see a pattern developing here, Danny? You go to fights where people get knocked out? In the sixth <laughs> round. Oh. Manny got knocked out in the sixth. Vegas. Amir got knocked out in the in the sixth. <clears throat> so, so this time, when the Triple G Canelo rematch tickets were announced, my buddy sent me a message. He's like, we should meet up there. And I said, you know what? I would love to, although I've used all my discretionary funds to get a studio, upgrade my video equipment. So spending 500 bucks a ticket is probably not the best thing because I could put that 500 bucks towards a new gimbal, a new lens. Things that would make you money instead of Pretty much you money. Things that can make me money. So, and this is this is where the the nice happy go feeling part of it comes in. My buddy goes, "No worries, I got you." So, he got me the ticket to go see the fight. Wow. Yeah. And he paid for the hotel. That's pretty intense. And he paid for the majority of our meals. What? <laughs> He sponsored probably 80% of this trip. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by. <laughs> Pretty much. Pretty much. It's like, but I've known this guy for 20 years. And we've gone back and forth. And the previous two fights that we had to, I sponsored a big chunk of it because I could. And then this time he really wanted to go. There was no one in his immediate family that would go with them, And didn't want to miss out. So we... I said, I'll go, but <laughs> you're going to have to sponsor it. And he did. So that was pretty awesome. And I'm truly grateful. You know, he's just, it's, I mean, is that rare? Of course. It's like he, it was a, he doesn't make a whole ton of money, but it's just nice having those types of friends where you, there's a, what do you call it? Come say, come sa. Is that, is that the right way to say it, Dan? I believe so. Where sometimes someone uh, needs a little bit of help. Sometimes the other person needs a little help. So it was it was good. I like to call it need a penny, take a penny. You know what? I don't think it's come see, come saw. I think come see, come saw means I'm okay in French. I may have met quid pro quo. No, that's not it either. Well, anyway. That's what Anthony Hopkins says to... Jodie Foster in Silence of the Lamb. Quid pro quo? You scratch yes. my back, I scratch yours? That is a kind of a quid. There we go. It's this yeah. for that is the uh, literal right. translation. This so we're that. quid pro quo <clears throat> So anyway, got my flight, super cheap, get to the airport. Yeah. So, Dan, check this out. I get to the airport, and you know who the first person I see? Um, No. Seal. You know, he actually um, did a show at the Puyallup Fair just this last uh, weekend or something. Did he? And people said it was amazing. And I saw some video of it. And he was like in the crowd dancing with people and stuff and just like singing right in people's faces. It looked very cool. So tell me about Seal, though. I like well, that guy. He's huge for one. What? He's tall. Really? Oh, I did not expect that. Six four, maybe. Whoa. He dang. is very tall. And I wanted is the first. He, is he handsome in person? Oh, he's a sexy man. Okay. I wouldn't call him DJ Malo sexy. Oh my gosh. But you know, he's attractive. I mean, his face is messed up, but I think that that's part of the allure. It's part of the uh, well, the say, attraction. There's like a thing where guys look sexier with scars on their faces. That's so. right. Yeah. I should. No, I don't want him. <laughs> That's a bad idea. No, he was he was wearing like a gray sweatsuit. And someone went up to him and shook his hand. But then he I saw him wave him off and do the international signal for I got to go. And someone someone was with him. But I went up to him and I'm like seal. And then I just threw the fist up there and he gave me a fist bump. Oh, nice. Like I didn't say anything. Except for seal. Except for seal. 
because I mean, have, well, is that his real years. name or is his I don't real know. name like Nigel? I wanted to, I wanted to scream out, "I believe I can fly." No, that would have been a bad decision, so dude. I would have gotten attention. Song. He would have laughed. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You should have said, I've got this rose. Can it kiss you? Oh. <laughs> From the grave. Yes. <laughs> no. So I went up and I gave Seal the fist bump. And then I'm uh, I'm ready to go through security. I go. So uh, Seattle SeaTac Airport has like four or five security lines. Of which two are open at any Oh, my time. goodness. <laughs> I almost got arrested, Dan. Almost got arrested. Bad idea. Don't get so arrested. So I walk to the Bad right idea. because I see the security line and it's almost empty. No one is there. But then I see the big pre-TSA sign up there. It is only for pre-TSA and it is completely empty. Then I walk to my left. I see the next security line. Same. Almost empty. No one there. But there's a huge pre-TSA sign there. Then I walk, keep on walking. I start to see people lined up in security. I'm looking for the end of the line. I think you mean TSA pre-check, by the way, right? Well, pre-TSA. Whatever. Okay. That's the prickly just, pear margarita talking. Okay. <laughs> so I see people lined up in security, and I'm looking for the end of the line, and I'm walking, and I'm walking, and I'm walking. Where are you walking? And I walked a little bit more. I walked some more. Okay, okay, we get it. I think it literally took me three minutes to walk to the end of the line. So it was probably about 800 feet, okay. No, it was thousands of feet. (laughs) And for whatever reason, that immediately put me in a horrible mood. So I find the end of the line, I get in line, and as I'm passing the dude that has a sign... He's that carrying says, a this sign. This is the end of the line. Yeah, that says this <laughs> is the end of the line. You just any situation where they need one of those signs, <laughs> that's not a line you want to be in. No. Gonna... <laughs> so as soon as I get to this guy, I said, and I'm sort of loud. I was like, "Do you know that there are two completely empty security checkpoints over there? Why am I having to stand in line with fifteen hundred people? What sense does that make?" I sort of yelled it. And every I got everyone's attention because I spoke loudly. <laughs> Perfect. Was this before or after your stop at the bar? I'm just wondering. This is before. Oh, okay. The just bar checking. fixed it. Just checking. Thank you. Right. So it just did not make any sense to me. Why would there be two completely empty security lines and then one that has 2,000 people in it? 1,500, 2,000, whatever. What sense does that make? So then this guy, the dude holding the sign, he didn't care. He didn't care about me. You think he cared about me? No. Didn't I, care at all. I think he did not care about you. I oh, think he and, cared about you as a person and a mm, human being. No. But he didn't he didn't empathize with your plight for being stuck in this long line. No, he didn't care about he me. He sees lines much longer. I'm he sure. could have seen me decapitated and he wouldn't cared. He, I, would have, he probably would have cared. He wouldn't have batted an eye. He would have cared. He would have turned around and walked no, the other way. He would have cared. He would have spit on me. I don't agree with that at all. So he looked at me. And he lifted up his head. He literally lifted his nose towards me. <laughs> literally, he did. Okay. And then he said, "I'm really look. I'm. I'm what, look at me. He he did this. Take it up with TSA. That's what he said. He didn't say I'll look into it. I'll ask. He said take it up with TSA. Well, this is the whole thing about TSA not being a." Because aren't they, they're different for every, like, uh, airport, right? And some airports have chosen not to use TSA for security because they don't think that they're efficient. And Seattle is one of the airports that has considered firing TSA because of how bad they are at our airport and hiring a private firm to do the security for it. Well, whatever, I mean, this dude would have referred me to wherever. 
So they're separate entities. He didn't care. I'm saying, and that's why he, he didn't said, care at all. If you don't like the lines, so, take it up with TSA. <laughs> so I got it in as line. As far as me, my job is holding this sign. I'm, yeah, I'm line. being paid twelve bucks an hour to hold this sign. What you should have done is let people cut in front of you, so that he was always stuck with he you. Was, that. Oh, I was eyeballing him. Classic. Every time I switch the line, switch back so around to him. And then you could have moved around so that he, since you were the end of the line, he had to follow you. That's right. <laughs> anyway, if I had time to waste. Yeah, exactly. But you were. But there was a drink with my name on it. Yeah, there was. So, by the way, this was 7 a.m. <laughs> well, actually, no, it was like two in the afternoon. Oh, okay. Well, then there was a drink with your name on it for sure. <laughs> well, it wouldn't have mattered. Two in the morning, two in the afternoon, nine in the morning. No, so the there was a guy in front of me. I think I freaked him out because he tr- he he was talking to me for the next five minutes as if he were trying to calm me down. He's like, no, no, no. He's like, sometimes they do that because they know that they can get these lines moving faster, or they want the main traffic to go through. Like he's trying to calm me down. Like that dude annoyed me too. I wanted to say, don't. Call- Why are you trying to calm me down? Let me rant. <laughs> Don't tell me to simmer down. Don't tell me to simmer down. If I want to yell at TSA. Well, anyway. Back to the story. You know what's funny is that it took me 15 minutes to get through that line. (laughs) (laughs) Which is just about how long you've been telling this story now. So eventually we'll get to the part where you're in Vegas. I was like, the line moves so fast. (laughs) I sent a text message to my wife saying I almost got arrested for yelling at TSA. Because what that means is they were going through a hundred. Because you said the line was approximately fifteen hundred oh, people long. There was, so, it was so that cl- means they clear were going across approximately a hundred people a minute. So that's more than one person well, right. a second. That's a, almost two people a second. Well, it's like I didn't know that before. <laughs> they should put some sort of clock up there saying you're going to get through this line in ten minutes. So is that where you almost got arrested? Or well, because I was deeper? yelling at the dude. Does this get deeper? No, that's as deep. Okay, we're moving on then. <laughs> Let so me rant. You get you get through the line though, Danny. You do not try to defuse me. <laughs> don't tell me. Don't tell me to simmer. Down. Don't tell me to simmer down. Don't you tell me to calm down. <laughs> <laughs> I shall not be. What, what do you call it? Uh, I shall not be calmed down. <laughs> what do you? Okay. Do not calm me down. You don't calm me down. That's right. All right. So finally I get through security. They don't, I mean, they don't make you take off your shoes anymore. Well, at least for that day they did it. Yeah, they do and they don't. No shoes. There's no rhythm or rhyme to it. Don't have to take computer out. And and the reason they do it that way is that way the terrorists don't know whether Ah. you will need to take your shoes off or not. They just, they, yep, yep. Okay. Well, now I feel, I feel good that I may have confused some terror, future terrorists. I think if any terrorist comes, they'll just like this line is too long, they'll just and they'll just give around. up based on that. Yeah, they'll turn around like this is only tr- supposed to be about a two-hour project. Let's total. try it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I'm not in. <laughs> get me another ticket. All right, so I finally get through security. Oh yeah, I need a drink. That? I need a drink, so I'm off. Uh, you know, I'm looking for the bar. Find a bar. And I want to sit at I want to sit at the bar. I don't want to sit at a table. Yeah. Sitting at a table at the airport by yourself just feels weird. Also, you probably don't get serviced at all. Probably. It'll take you forever. So I'm standing there looking at the bar. It's a long bar. Then on my left side, I see a an attractive man eh, in a suit. A Richard Gere looking type of man. So attractive. Hello. Good looking dude. Gray suit. I mean, he may have told me about, you know, mutual funds or something. <laughs> he may have told me about uh, his trip to High Nebraska. That's right. And then I look to my right, and there's this small, hippie-looking guy. Long gray beard, wearing hippie clothes, hippie hat, John Lennon glasses. <laughs> of course. And then I'm like, who should I sit next to? <laughs> we know who. Oh, yeah. Easy choice. 
sat next was to this it even hippie. a choice was no it even a choice now but you know what dan it was in a it was a fantastic <laughs> choice that's good so i'm sitting there and we're ch- and he's chatting with the bartender a little bit and i order my beer i start drinking and i'm like hey i'm carlos who are you he's like i'm phil it's like phil where are you going it's like mongolia it's like what why and he said camping going camping in mongolia of course for three months i mean but aren't now i'm only saying this from the knowledge based on the knowledge that i've seen in documentaries and whatnot and that being aren't like most mongolians nomadic and very camping intense most of the time so if you're going to mongolia the reality of it is you're probably camping for most of the time and it's cold yes that too he said that in a, about three weeks, it's going to be very, very cold. So he's, we started chatting about all the places we've been to. So he started telling me about his travels through Asia, uh, through Europe, through Eastern Europe, everywhere he's gone to. And I just thought that that was super cool. Even though he looked really, really old, I don't think he was super old. <laughs> So are you saying that camping ages you inappropriately? Well, no, I'm saying that he's able to enjoy his life and he's not old. Okay. okay. Because he he would, he would say, you know, uh, a few weeks ago, I decided I want to go camping to Mongolia. And then next I want to go to Greece. And then next I want to go to Nepal. And he was, uh, you know, saying all of these places that he wanted to go to and he's going to go to them. That and for sure and have fun and enjoy himself and then we started talking about flying i told him about my buddy who was a bush pilot in alaska because he's well, from alaska did you tell him about that plane that you bought i did <laughs> i did because phil is from uh phil is from alaska he's from anchorage so i told him that uh my buddy is a bush pilot and i got to go on this little tiny sardine can of a plane <laughs> Sounds he thought really that was assuring. super cool. He thought that was super duper cool. So anyway, Dan, 90 minutes later, four beers later. 1.5 hours. Exactly. He's like, all right, I got to go. And then I look at my flight, I look at my clock, and I'm 10 minutes past my boarding time. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing he said that. That's good. Absolutely. Oh my god! I would have missed my flight. You didn't, well, okay. you didn't I might have not have missed part. it. Right? You no, you might have missed it. <laughs> <laughs> you stayed there talking for another twenty minutes. Right, oh talking for an hour and a half, and uh, paid up. Walked to my gate, and they were already boarding group number five. I was group number three, so made it, uh, made it just in time. So that was nice. Just barely. Just barely. So it was a pretty uneventful flight, which is good. You don't want an eventful flight, I don't think. I want an uneventful flight. I'm are you saying eventful? Yes. But meaning eventful? Is yes. This the prickly pear cactus is talking. Maybe. Okay, just checking. Just go with it, Dan. Just okay, go with it. Okay, 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 okay. So I don't want anything to happen on my flights. I want nothing. Just you want to you want to fall asleep before takeoff and wake up upon landing. That's right. I don't want anyone to wake me up. I don't want turbulence to wake me up. Oh no. Ugh. I don't want I just want to sit there as if I were at home on my chair. Well, anyway, I think that's what happened. So I get to the hotel and my buddy doesn't land for like another six hours. That's a long time. Yeah. So I get there really early. I check in, I go to the room and where our room is facing the pool. So I sit down and then I thought, you know, I could get ready and go to the pool, hang out for a couple hours. Cause this is early. It's like three thirty four. And then I'm like, no, I'm just going to stay here. Over (laughs) it. (laughs) 
And then I thought, you know, in Vegas, there's my favorite sneaker shop. What's it called? Urban Necessities. Have they plugged you for this? Is this podcast brought to you by? No, but I have made two vlogs going to Urban Necessities. Oh, okay. So, two, uh, two J's kicks. He knows me. So this is my favorite sneaker shop. They have every single Jordan that I is on my wish list. It would probably take me a hundred thousand dollars to buy all the sneakers that I want. Sounds about right. Indeed. So then I'm like, I could get ready, take a cab, go to Urban Necessities, and then see what they got. I'm like, nah, I'm just gonna stay here. So then I call, I call Lori. <laughs> Well, this like, is where you you messaged me and you said, "Question for you: I could go to the bar or I could go to the yes. sneaker shop right now. Right. Either way, it's going to cost me the same amount. What Pretty much. I, do? I believe but, I said go to the sneaker shop because I thought at least you'll have something to show for it. Well, but that was way too ambitious. <laughs> that would took way too much energy. <laughs> so I called Lori and I was like, you know what? I could do absolutely anything that I want right now." Like there's zero reason why I can't just go to the bar, get super hammered, or go to the sneaker shop and spend all my money, or just go to the pool. And, and then, then I'm like, I'm so lazy. <laughs> I sat in the room for almost two hours. <laughs> I didn't even turn the TV on. Were you on your phone? Eh. Yeah. No. I mean, yes and no. I was just texting Lori yeah. for some of it. I didn't turn the TV on. It was me sitting in a chair just looking up at the ceiling. <laughs> and our room sucked. Our room looked was so not nice. So it wasn't nice. like you were looking at anything. No, cool. it's not it like just, I was in this yeah, nice yeah. suite or something just enjoying yeah. myself. It was a crappy room. Our The dresser, the desk, and the night table, nightstand, looked like if it had come from Hurricane Katrina. All of the furniture had <laughs> mega... What? All of the furniture had mega water damage. All like what? about half of it. What hotel was this? The, the Luxor. I've never been there. I've only been to Vegas once. So I'm only once. Go. Yes. Oh, we gotta go. I might. It's. Oh, you know where we should I go, know, Dan? It was okay. I know a place where we should go. Where? Down, down south. Down under. No. Portland. No. Down Tijuana? where the tequila flows. Tijuana? <laughs> Further south. Mazatlan? Oh. We already talked about this, Carlos. No, I had to make you feel a little bad. It's. <clears throat> anyway, so I told Lori, why am I so lazy? Like, I think that normal people would have the motivation to go do something. But I did not. I did not. Do you know that's from The Room? That movie you wanted to see. I did not. I did not. Yeah, I didn't want. I didn't want to do anything. So I don't know. Lori laughed at me, and then after about a couple hours, I thought, you know what? I'm just gonna go to the pool. So I forgot my swim trunks, of course. So I'm in my basketball shorts. As in, forgot them at home, or forgot them on the way to the pool? I'm no, not... forgot them at home. Ugh. Seriously? Yeah. That is one thing that I bring on literally every trip with Every me. trip? Yeah, even if I'm just staying in a hotel cuz most hotels have pools and That's true. I just I can't even swim, but I love going in the pool. Right. It's just so relaxing. No, but so I forgot it. So I'm there in my Basketball shorts. shorts. In my shirt. Repping Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> just sitting there by myself at the pool. With a mojito in my hand. Is that your drink of choice in Vegas? No, but I got that big cup that they have in Vegas where you buy it for about $30. It's a 32-ounce cup. And it's it's got like seven drinks in it? Yeah. (laughs) It's it's this big cup. It's 30 bucks, And to refill, it's $20. But it's 32-ounce. So it's economical, as they say. Sure. For Vegas. Sure. So I drink my mojito and I fall asleep. <laughs> I fall asleep at the pool. And I wake up and it's cold. I'm chilly. But like what temperature was it really though? Oh, I don't know. 
maybe 70. I don't know what temperature it was, but I was chilly. Okay. So then I get up, I go back to the room, and I'm hungry. I'm like, I want In-N-Out Burger, but the laziness kicks in again because I have to take an Uber to go get the In-N-Out Burger. <laughs> so I don't do that. I oh. go to the Luxor's food court, and I buy two pieces of pizza from their pizza place. The worst. I think I've actually been there, and it was bad. The worst mistake I made Danny those two pieces of pizza just completely wrecked me within 30 minutes of me digesting those oh wow just instant (laughs) ooh that's so bad just wrecked yeah was there any sort of warning like did it taste bad or funny or anything like that well I mean it wasn't good but (laughs) Like, it didn't taste like... But you didn't expect it to do what it did. No, like, it didn't smell foul. It didn't smell foul or it didn't taste particularly bad. It was just bad pizza. But 30 minutes later, geez, Louise. Or cheese, Louise. Oh, my good. It was... So, okay. I thought (laughs) I was getting sick. Your friend shows up. Well, he doesn't... No, and then I go to sleep. What are you doing in Vegas? Oh. You had mentioned boxing. Hold on. I'm not done. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, no, my buddy doesn't come in. <laughs> my buddy doesn't come in till about 11.30. And then uh, he gets here. But he's from Chicago. So, 10.30 Vegas time, it's 8.30 for him. So, he's still a spring chicken. He's still energetic. He's like, it's, it's just past dinner time for what? him. What? That doesn't. That's not true. Yeah, it is. Chicago is two hours earlier. So what that would mean is 8.30 Vegas time is 10.30 Chicago time. Oh, no, you're right. (laughs) Okay. Although that was, yeah, you're right. Then how come it was the other way around? I know how time zones work. I don't, obviously. Obviously. I just moved here. (laughs) 15 years ago. Well, anyway, he wanted to go out and start doing stuff. And I sort of felt like I had to oblige because, you know, he sponsored it and all. Oblige. Oblige. So we went and walked around the casino for a little bit. Uh, he, I don't gamble. I don't like to gamble. I hate losing money gambling. It, it makes me mad. It is the worst feeling in the world, which yeah. is why I don't gamble. Yeah. Like, I'll... I'll play $5, whether it's roulette or blackjack. And if I lose, then I'm done. Yeah. I just don't like it. I never play slot machines. Ugh. I don't understand slot machines. Do you understand slot machines? They make no sense. No. So um, my hometown in Connecticut is home to what used to be the biggest casino in the world. Foxwoods. And now it's like the third biggest behind like two casinos in Singapore or something like that. Oh. And also right across the street from it in this little tiny town is the fifth biggest casino in the world, the Mohegan Sun. Right. And so a lot of people gamble and stuff like that. And one time my dad made me um, do slots and I was like, I am going going to do... Your dad made you do them? Because that is the change in my pocket right now. And my dad's like, you're embarrassing me. <laughs> and and I'm like, okay, well, the next time we went in, he's like, now do $20. And I was like, I, I, I guess I will. And it lasted me about, mm, I'd say about seven and a half minutes. And I was like, what a waste, man. You just press the button. Yeah. It, there's no payoff. They should at make all. the slots like old timey ones where you actually have to pull. You can still pull the handle on them, but it's it not these, feel not the, the new same. ones in Vegas. It doesn't feel the same. It's like you press a button. It's like I'm betting 25 cents across or, 20. I mean, there's dollar and five dollar slots well, too, well, right? Like, yeah. I just don't comprehend. It, yeah, it doesn't why you feel like you're just winning. press that same button the whole time. I like playing roulette. Roulette I like. Ah, my friend Aaron likes roulette and I hate it. 
I like roulette. And if I'm sober, I like blackjack. <laughs> but then the people who are playing in the same table get annoyed with me because if I don't know what to do, I'll ask the dealer, what does the book say? And then do they, are they, obl- are they obligated? to? Oh, tell yeah. You? They have to tell you. Oh, okay. They have to tell you what the book says, but that slows the game down. Sure. So people don't like that. Little do they know you're helping them because that means they lose money slower. That's right. You're a savior. But yeah, just uh, gambling, which is really interesting that I do like going to Vegas. I like it. I just don't gamble. You can go see shows. Shows, yeah. We went to go see Chris Angel. Did you see him? Was it cool? Yeah. Well, eh. do you know who Chris Angel is? Yeah, man. He's got all those. uh, He's got dark eyeliner and kind of looks like like a rock star. He does. I don't. He's a magician. I knew who Chris Angel was, but I. Musician and magician sound so familiar (laughs) and so similar. Like, I don't follow the. I don't. I never followed his show. He's been around for like 20 years. Isn't that weird to think? He's probably made so much money in that time, too. Well, he's had his own show at the Luxor for 10 years. I'm sure he's doing okay. I'm sure he <laughs> I'm sure he has a white tiger yes, in his backyard yes. in just outside of Vegas. Yeah. But we went to go see the show. I don't know. I would rather have gone to see David Copperfield cuz just because of his classic status. Well, like I used to watch David Copperfield TV events when I was a yes, kid. Yes, I remember. If like you... the disappearing of the Statue, Statue of Liberty, Liberty. Yeah, yeah. And all that other stuff. And so it's, I can relate to a little bit more because I used to listen. I don't know who this Chris Angel guy. He's just this weirdo. <laughs> but fine. He's but no, it was cool an tricks. exciting show. That's cool. It was a uh, It was a cool show. What else did you see while you were there, Carlos? <laughs> Any events that were going on in Vegas that weekend? <laughs> there was a lot of events. We No, boxing. I went there to go see the Canelo Triple G rematch. As you know, Dan, being the big boxing fan you are. I am not a boxing fan. I know. We talked about this earlier, saying I'm going to be super excited. And you're going to be like, okay. And that being said, which is why I thought I would uh, uh, elaborate on my uh, my airport trip, my yes, airport yes. experiences, meeting Phil. And anyway, no. So last year, Dan, you remember the Canelo Triple G fight ended in a controversial draw. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, wait. Yeah. Before that, I went. Yeah, that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before the fight, my buddy and I went to the boxing expo at the Las Vegas Vegas Convention Center, where I was like a giddy little girl, meeting all of her favorite. <laughs> so many text messages. Oh, dude. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else listening right now is a recipient of these messages, but there were there were very many of them. I met almost I met so many of my favorite not only old-time boxers. I mean, there was a couple of them that haven't fought in a bit, but current current world champions. Let me tell you who I met. Tell me. I'm going to tell you. The first one that I met was Eric El Terrible Morales. This dude hasn't fought in 10 years, so he's he's a bit older of a fight. But I will suggest to anyone who listens, YouTube Morales versus Barrera, Morales versus Pacquiao. And those five fights are probably one of the, uh, are the five, one of the five most exciting fights ever. Action-packed. Blood, you see Manny getting knocked out in one of them. Just amazing, amazing boxer from Tijuana. Then I met Mikey Garcia, current current champion. I was, 
Danny, you're going to think I'm crazy for how long I stood in line to see this guy. Yes. Yes, almost, I will think you're crazy. Almost two hours. <laughs> there is very little in this world that, you would stand in that I would stand in line for two hours for. I will tell you in real life examples what those have been. One, tell me. Brank's Barbecue. Austin, Texas. No, not Brank's. I'm sorry. Franklin Barbecue. Brank's Barbecue is in Sumner, Washington. And it's great, but I wouldn't wait in line. Uh, Franklin Barbecue, Austin, Texas. Definitely waited in line for over three hours. Would do it again in a heartbeat. For like a full plate or just a little sampler? No, for a full plate. It was so good. It was the best barbecue ever of my life. That being said, I'm not a big barbecue camp fan in most cases normally. I never liked it before. Then I had that change my mind. I was like, this is delicious. So you weren't a barbecue fan, but yet you were like, okay, I'll stand in line three hours for barbecue. I had heard it was the world's Who best. Who made you stand in line? Nobody made me. Who are you standing in line with? Uh, with my friend Ariane from Texas. Ariane? We, yes. Ariane. How do you spell that? A-R-I-A-N-N-E. Okay. Did she enjoy it? Yes. Everyone who ate it enjoyed it. It was so good. It was ridiculous. Another thing would probably be some sort of a concert of some sort. Um, I know that I waited in line probably total for almost two hours or maybe in excess of two hours for the Mountain Goats when they played. The Mountain Goats? Yeah, they're a good band. They're from Portland. Hmm. Um Great band, yeah. So how long did you wait for the Mountain Goats? I think total it was probably because we showed up an hour before the show started to get our standing in line spots, and then it took probably about an hour to get through line, and and then you were standing there waiting for them to perform for a while too. They had a great opener, though, called Final Fantasy. This guy that played violin with a, a, an echo, a, a, tape delay machine and it was really really good hmm anyway okay so you stood in line for some mountain goats and for some barbecue yes i like to stand in line i don't know why well like of course i would prefer to not stand in line i stood in line for six hours for foo fighter tickets you mentioned that story to me that was a good took the whole day i have to tell that story sometime so two hours standing in line for Marky Garcia. Yeah, this is just for one guy and just for the opportunity to meet him and but have him no, sign he signed a glove. The glove. Right? Yes, I get that, but still. <laughs> he signed my glove. A glove that you bought. Yes. That part of the proceeds go to him, I'm sure. No, I bought the, he was, okay, this is interesting. He was signing for free. Oh. The other current fighters were charging to sign stuff. I thought that was pretty hilarious. And you paid. Yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. I did. Gosh. Yeah, so that I bought that doesn't feel like a good use of funds. Well, it's just like, dude, you're making millions of dollars per fight. Do you really need my twenty bucks to sign this glove? And it was twenty dollars, huh? Well, for the other ones it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This guy was doing it. This for Mikey, La La Raza. See, because he was Mexican. Maybe he didn't charge me because I'm Mexican. The other Maybe. two dudes were black, so they charged me. Maybe that's why. No comment. (laughs) Well, some might say ironic. (laughs) So stood in line, got to say what's up to Mikey Garcia, sign my glove. And then I got in line to see Showtime Sean Porter. Showtime. Showtime Sean Porter. Now, Sean Porter is a world champion. Welterweight WBO champion right now. Uh, A week ago, he beat a Puerto Rican named Danny Garcia. So quick question. Pop quiz here, Danny. Who is a Mexican going to root for? The black fighter or the Puerto Rican fighter? I am going to guess that in 19 out of 20 circumstances... It would definitely be the fighter of African-American descent. You're right. Yes. Because I hate Danny Garcia. (laughs) If Danny Garcia had been at this expo, I would have not gone to his. Well, occasionally, no, you're lying. I would. But (laughs) 
it would have been <laughs> you sell out. It would sell out. I would have only worst. gone if I was, if was heading out signature. the door. And I glanced and there was no one there. And there was no one in line. And there was no one in line. Let's be real. You would have waited half an hour in line and paid $10 for a Danny Garcia I would have waited 15 glove. minutes in line. <laughs> yeah, you're lying. <laughs> and I would have not you're paid lying. anything. <laughs> you're lying. You would have paid so, and you would have waited longer. So I got up to, I got up, I was front of the line. I got this up to go horrible. see. horrible. I can't, I didn't want to know this. <laughs> I got up and I was like, what's up, Sean? Big fan. Love the fights. And then I looked at Sean. I looked at Sean and I said, dude. I am so happy you beat the crap out of that Puerto Rican guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he laughed out loud when I said that. And he's like, dude, I've heard that so much today. <laughs> and there was like 90% Mexicans at this expo. 90%. And he's like, I've heard of that so much already. I'm sure. That made me laugh. He signed my glove too. I got a picture of him with the belt. I touched the championship belt. I think it would have been cooler if he let you wear it. Do you well, think it would have fit? Shh. <laughs> Around my leg, don't, maybe. Don't shush me. Don't you calm me down. Don't you, don't you simmer down me down. Me down. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would have not have fit. Not even close. Okay, just check. Yeah, I would have needed like three of them. so then that was that was showtime and then by this time my buddy's getting antsy because we got to go to the fights and i'm like no we have to wait for one more one more so i get in line again and this time i wait for about 45 minutes and it's to meet earl spence and um so for those of us including myself in in the audience, the listening audience here. Who's that? Earl Spence is a young welterweight who is really, really good. Really good boxing skills. Great power. Amazing fundamentals. Destroyed Kell Brook. Destroyed Chris <laughs> Algieri. Oh, <I>, okay. <laughs> From, so he's a welterweight boxer. Yes. And a champion of some sorts. Of oh, show. yeah. Go, uh, YouTube Earl Spence. Just awesome. I mean, just anyway, awesome. So just you awesome. wait for his signature. He not only signed my glove, he gave me a shirt and what? signed the shirt. What? It, the he shirt just gave doesn't it fit. To you. Yeah. But you had paid for the signature. No, he didn't charge me either. Oh, Ooh. did I just lie? No, no, no. I'm sorry. I paid for the shirt. So I paid 20 bucks for a shirt. And he threw in the signatures. So he signed my glove and signed the shirt. I guess that's awesome. It is. It is. Okay. So yeah, I got a shirt. I got a signed shirt. It doesn't fit though. Because I'm too fat. And the, my signed glove. That's awesome. And then this was to get those signatures cost me about... Five hours of my time. And how many dollars? Not much, because I bought a glove. Actually, I bought two gloves. Approximately how many dollars? 80. <laughs> but because I had to buy two gloves, I didn't bring a glove with me. So why did you have to buy two? Because I wanted a glove specifically for Eric Morales. That's how okay. cool. Okay. That's how cool. Uh, yeah, I've seen I a few of his fights thanks to you, and uh, the guy's a good fighter. Lot so check heart. it out. Oh my gosh! Never so my glove up. that I have signed: Mikey Garcia, Sean Porter, and Earl Spence all signed my glove. That's like if three of the Beatles signed a glove. Who's the fourth Beatle? Oh, I don't know. How many are there? Four. <laughs> I mean, if you considered Ringo Starr the fifth Beatle, you could say five in a way. Okay. So it's like three out of the five signed three out of the four. You could say three out of the four, but that is how cool my new memorabilia acquisition is. I'm excited. I need to need to get a box for it. 
display it properly. You are noticeably excited. <laughs> yes. Uh. Indeed. So yeah, this so this was all before the fights. And then we're done with the expo. We head back home, well, to the Luxor in my water damaged hotel room. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> I was gonna tweet it out and then thinking that they were gonna give us a free upgrade. <clears throat> I have twenty thousand Twitter followers. That's a lot. Usually companies notice when I tweet something out. I didn't do it though. I didn't tweet it out. Should have. I should have. So then we went to the T-Mobile arena, went to the fights. There were four fights, Dan. Yes. You following me? Yep. The first one was Roman Gonzalez, a.k.a. Choclo Latito. He's a Nicaraguan dude. No relation to the lettuce. No. None. <laughs> not iceberg. Not romaine. Not butter. Red leaf? Green leaf? No. Not cabbage. Okay. Napa cabbage? No. Okay, just check. No, no, none. Okay. okay. Pure Nicaraguan. And it was awesome because... Gonzalez had come off two tough losses. He lost uh, the second to last fight by decision. The last fight he had, he got knocked out like in the eighth or ninth round. And one of these, one of these, Dan, where he got hit and then just face down. Ooh. Just good night. But it was Sleepy good time. because in this fight, he knocked out the other guy in the fifth round, which is what I predicted. I predicted it. Did you I didn't put bet money it. On that? Oh, no. Damn. The second fight was an Irish dude named Gary O'Sullivan against a French Canadian guy named David Lemieux. Now, David Lemieux, his last fight was against a British dude named Billy Joe Saunders, I believe. Okay. And Lemieux looked amateurish. He looked horrible. Boxing was horrible. He looked slow, clumsy, yeah, flat-footed. And Billy Joel just made him, he, Billy Joel won, just made him look just bad. So I thought David Lemieux going to have a hard time against this Irish dude. No, I was wrong. Lemieux knocked him out in the first round. Ooh, whoa. Knocked him out with a nice left hand in the first round. But this Gary O'Sullivan dude was talking a lot of crap. It's nice to see these fighters who talk a lot of crap and then they get knocked out. Makes me I mean makes me smile. I never want to see anyone knocked out. Danny, am I making you I love had, boxing? If I had to choose one person to get knocked out, it would be someone who talked crap. Yes. Danny, and aren't I instilling a passion of boxing in you? No. Jesus. He has nothing to do with boxing. <laughs> Actually, the dude who... Have there any been famous Jesuses in boxing? Chewy. El Chewy Moran. Yeah. El Chewy Moran. All right. So then the... Uh, they call him the miracle. <laughs> <laughs> then the second to last fight was a Mexican dude named Jaime Monguia. 21 years old, just a beast, just a big dude, just a big kid. Beast. Against this little Canadian dude named Brandon Cook. And his name is, his nickname was Bad Brandon Cook. Bad Brandon. Was, was he bad? No, yeah, he was horrible. Oh, he, uh, Hyman knocked him out like in the fourth round. Mm. And then main event. Canelo versus is, Triple G. Oh, that was the main event. Okay. Yes. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Who else would be the main event? <laughs> oh, Danny. Carlos. It smells amazing. What smells amazing? I don't know. Someone is cooking something and it smells fantastic. Is, does it smell like chorizo? Maybe. Okay. I got distracted. We'll yeah. Okay. 
Um, so you see the main event. What happens? Every, so the first fight, let's go back a year. Rewind. Do a little <laughs> oh. sound effect of a rewind. <laughs> <laughs> That was very good, actually. <laughs> I'm gonna keep that. <laughs> Last year, Canelo Triple G. Canelo did not fight well. Triple G came forward. Canelo never went forward. Didn't do anything spectacular. Didn't uh, land any good combos. They got some good uh, hits every now and then on each other, but Canelo seemed really passive, and he came in at a tad bit higher wait the day of the fight so he should have been kicking some butt well i think he relied on size for the first fight this fight the rematch he relied on speed defense quickness and coming forward so canelo fought a completely different fight he had triple g backing up canelo came forward every single round and if you can imagine there are 18,000 seats at T-Mobile Arena, 20. Yes. I maybe, can imagine that. Maybe 70% of them are Mexican. That's a lot of Mexicans. You know, I think I saw some narcos at the fights. I don't know what that means, but okay. Well, anyway, so everyone was just going bananas. It was a <laughs> super great fight. And at the end of it, I knew that he had won. Like, there was no question that he had won. In the first fight, I thought he had lost. Because I remember the fight was over. I'm like, I'm going to the bathroom because he's going to lose anyway. And then when I came back and they called it a draw, I was super surprised. Because the first fight. You were like, I thought he lost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, the first fight, he definitely deserved to lose. He did not fight well at all. This one, no question. Canelo won. Yeah. So this makes my buddy and I's boxing tradition three and zero. Oh. We awesome. didn't get a knockout in the sixth round. So what was funny is that the day before the fight, I told my buddy, do you realize that when we saw Pacquiao, he got knocked out in the sixth. When we saw Canelo and Khan, Khan got knocked out in the sixth. I was like, what are the chances <laughs> that Canelo knocks out Triple G in the sixth to have six six six. Ooh, that an been unholy intense. boxing. That would have been intense, especially so, if Chewy was playing. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what my buddy did? He bet two hundred and fifty bucks for Canelo to knock out Triple G Aww. in the sixth. <laughs> bet and lost. You don't even need to say he lost $250. He lost $250. No, he he loves gambling. I'm sure he gambled thousands the few days that we were That was just a tiny bet compared to the rest. That was like, oh, let's just throw another bet in there. $250, though. Yeah. That's intense. Yeah, so I had a great weekend, Dan. Good. And then, to top it off, I come home. On the plane. Oh, well, yes, I do come home on a plane. Yep. But I come home. before you even get home. No, what happened? No, go ahead. I'm talking about your birthday. Happy birthday, Dan. That's what I was going to say is before you even got home, you stopped at my birthday party. Oh, yeah. You didn't even go home. You just Well, I consider landing coming home. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So we, I get home, I get a 8.30 flight, land, and then we come straight to Danny's, and then I proceed to drink for Your face off the whole day. <laughs> after having drank for the whole weekend. After having drank for a big chunk of the weekend. And probably you didn't eat anything on the flight, I'm guessing. No, because I went on spirit. Yeah. They would have charged me like 10 bucks for some peanuts. <laughs> and plus I was snoring all the way here. Mm. But... Uh, did I wish you happy birthday, Dan? Just a second ago, you did. Happy birthday. Thank you. How old are you? 39. Jeez. Louise. I know. I have just 363 days left. Of your 30s? Until I'm middle-aged. Is that what 40s middle-aged? I would 
consider considering that most people probably live just somewhere around 80 at the most. No. I would definitely consider I'm not going to be middle-aged till 55. 55? <laughs> That's what you qualify for senior citizen discounts at. That's the age typically. 55? 55 you qualify for senior citizen discounts. Mm. That needs to be adjusted for Carlos Awesome. Oh, I, don't you want the discounts though? No, I don't want their okay. stinking. They okay, can, just old checking. people can keep their discounts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want no old people discounts. Well, um, oh, hey, you should mention uh, who sponsored this podcast. No, I'll do it in the beginning. The the AARP. Just so everyone knows. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> we actually were we were weaving a long web to get to where How we're dare at you? <laughs> okay, well I'm hurt. We do need to wrap this up though. So I do have gray hairs everywhere food. though. <laughs> everywhere. That's why you have you gray have hairs? To put that in there. No, I have no gray hairs. Are you sure? You can look at my head of what's left of my hair and I see. got a lot right now. Well, anyway, all right, Dan. It's a great show. I'll tell you why it was great because I was just talking at you the whole time. <laughs> and <laughs> Dad could not have cared less about any of this boxing stuff. The boxing stuff. You know what I'm going to do, Dan? It's not that I hate boxing. I just want to clarify this. I mean, boxing's cool. It's cool to watch. I just don't follow it in any way, shape, or form. Really. I am and going so, to go to yeah. a sound expo with Dan and have Dharma type responses for everything he shows me. <laughs> I was like, look at this new Sinsang YWX modular level number three. I said, yes, Dan. Yeah, I like cool. it. It's cool. It's cool. Can it uh, do and, that? And then I'm going to oh, show oh, you oh, like oh. a bunch of review videos on the right. mics that I have. <laughs> <laughs> Force you to watch about 20 minutes of those. Be like, Dan, that that's just but, amazing. But listen to the difference between <laughs> these two. <laughs> <laughs> well dan happy birthday again thank you it again. was awesome your lovely uh girlfriend invited us and we had a great time yes it was a good surprise I party behaved. i had no clue you didn't no i had well, that's no good clue, man although i like that it's the first successful surprise party i've ever had nice on me or you know, so I, because it's like, I did I really have the party if I was surprised by it right now? Right. But anyway, you know what I mean. Well, happy birthday. Thank you. Thanks to everyone listening. And let us know. Email us. We have an email, Dan. Yes, we do. What Thanks is it? To you. CZ Media Podcast at gmail.com. Yay. CZ Media Podcast at gmail.com. Yes. Send me an email with what you thought of the Triple G Canelo rematch i thought canelo clearly won it send an email to dan with any audio questions <laughs> feel free he'll I'm love to answer, answer it promptly yes he's good at replying yep and thank you guys and we'll uh what, what is it we'll see you you can hear us we'll be back we'll be back <laughs> we'll talk at you we'll, again. we'll talk at you later thanks thank you. for listening everybody Adios. <laughs>